This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today, I'm going to be talking about slipped capital femoral epiphysis. And I'm going to start a series on thyroid disorders. And after that, we'll pop up the bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. We're back, guys. All right. That's right. It's been a while, Bree. It has been been a while. It's been pretty good. We had to take a little break. I needed a little mental health break where we could just relax and get past the holidays and us just kind of chill and be with family and then ourselves. Yeah, agreed. Uh, my brother came to visit for a few weeks. Uh, it was awesome, but I had to detox for a bit <laughs> afterwards. Oh yeah. I'm pretty much detoxing right now. I was like, yeah. instead of dry January, I did dry February. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start today or you want me to go first? Um, I can start. Okay, go for it. All right, guys. So I've had a couple of people ask me about um, thyroid, the thyroid gland or just thyroid disorders in general. And to be quite honest, I have not seen or discussed this in years, pretty much since I was in um, school. So I do a little research. So um, according to the Cleveland Clinic, Thyroid disease is pretty much categorized as um, either having too much or an overproduction, too little, where your thyroid does not make enough, or a certain disease that is attached to your thyroid or that is genetic. So you can have hyperthyroidism, hypothyroidism, thyroiditis, or Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, So your thyroid pretty much creates and produces hormones that play a role in many different systems throughout your body. Now, when your thyroid makes either too little or too much, these hormones become off balance, which creates the thyroid disease. Now, your primary care, if you have one, usually checks this through your yearly exam. A lot of people come in because of thyroid disorders if they say, oh, I'm tired. I feel like I'm gaining weight. Can you check my thyroid? That's the first thing they think. Um, And when someone is thinking that, usually they have hypothyroidism um, where you're sluggish, you're fatigued, you have weight gain. It's because your thyroid gland is not producing enough thyroid. So that level that, um, or that, that level that they would check is called a TSH. Now, the tricky thing is the TSH is going to look like you have way too much, but it's really saying that your thyroid is not producing enough. Now, the opposite of that is hyperthyroidism. Most people with hyperthyroidism are exhausted. They have increased metabolism, so they're losing weight even though they're eating, um, they have brittle hair, brittle nails, their thyroid gland is producing way too much thyroid. So when you would draw the TSH, the level will look like it's too low. But in reality, it means your thyroid is producing way too much hormone that your body can't keep up. Um, those are the main two that a lot of people see. Um, there's other ones that I will dive into next week because it gets in a little bit more in depth with them. Um, But usually when you have the thyroid, there's medication 
that you can take. So they will do a TSH first and depending upon if it's low or high, they will give you medicine. Um, they also will draw a T3 and T4. So if those levels are normal, then you may just have the situation where it's called thyroiditis, which means, oh, it's like subclin subclinical thyroiditis, which means um, that something is irritating your thyroid gland to make it either produce too much or too little. That doesn't mean you have a thyroid disease. So for treatment for hyperthyroidism is they'll draw your T4, T3. If that's out of range, then they'll do a scan of your thyroid. Um, and if that is abnormal, if they see any nodules or anything, they'll go in and do surgery or they'll kill your thyroid altogether, which will put you into hypothyroidism. And then you'll have to take a medication to help stimulate the production of your thyroid. Um, and then for hypothyroid, they just give you a medication to help it go. So what we'll do is, like I said, this is usually a this is a series because there's a lot of different things that we can talk about. Um, so next week we will discuss Hashimoto's thyroidism. And then we can also talk about um, like iron deficiency when it comes to the thyroid gland and the hormones it produces. Very cool. This is actually going to be a good uh, brush up for me. It's been, yeah. a while, been a while since I heard Hashimoto's syndrome. So yeah. It'll be a good like somebody asked me and I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, actually, I get my blood work done. And one of my T, I think it was T4 was a little low. I have to, I have to double check it. I'll bring it oh, out yeah. to the next podcast and we can discuss it. That's, that'll be good. We can talk cool. about it. Nice. All right. Are you ready for some rehab corner? I am ready for the rehab corner. So you're doing a series. I'm doing a series as well on the hip. I've become obsessed with the hip, hip impingement in particular. We did an episode with Holly uh, last season. It was a great episode. Uh, I've just continually seen so much hip impingement that I've just been really re researching a lot. So I'm excited to share some of this information I'm finding. So the topic I'm going to talk about, so there's all these little sort of sub complications when it comes to hip impingement. And just a refresher, hip impingement simply means there's something wrong with the bony shape or either the ball or the socket. And sometimes it's both. Um, so if there's something wrong with the, the ball side, it's usually like a growth on the neck right beside the ball. That's called a cam impingement. That's the one I want to kind of talk about today. So um, there's something called slipped capsule femoral epiphysis. Epiph epiphysis, there you go. S-C-F-E <laughs> or skiffy for short. This is easier to say skiffy. All right, so what this is, is the, this happens to adolescence in the growth plates. So if you picture the femur like a long shaft, then it has a little angled neck, and on top of that is the ball. Um, and the growth plate is just below the ball, so it's kind of on the neck of the femur. Uh, and for some unlucky people that the ball will kind of slide down and back on the growth plate. So you get like a change in the bony shape. Um, and my theory, and it's not just my theory, uh, is that is truly what a cam deformity really is. It's just a, a relic of uh, sort of stress on the growth plate uh, as an adolescent that just becomes hardened and then you can't really flex your hip. So uh, the question is, why does this happen? Well, uh, obesity seems to be the number one thing. And we've seen increased rates of obesity in the U.S. and across the world, really. And, and same thing, we have increased rates of skiffy. And now, down the road, increased rates of hip impingement. 
so some other things that may cause it are hormonal changes and chronic inflammation. And that's the other thing too, is we know the American diet is a very inflammatory diet. So, you know, I think we have to start having conversations with our patients and, and patient family members about, okay, we, you know, these kids have to be better because all this chronic inflammation from vegetable oils and sugars and then the obesity and sedentary lifestyle is just causing these things that can lead to things like total hip replacement really early, or can lead to avascular necrosis of the femur. That's where the bone actually dies. Uh, and then the other thing too, I want to touch on is that this can be really easily missed. So a lot of times these patients, as they, you know, like a kid who's got this, he's going to probably complain about a little bit of hip pain, start to limp. But then what you will start to complain about is pain into the knee. So it's really common for this to radiate into the knee. So that by the time it's progressed, the knee hurts a lot and they go see somebody and they get, you know, treatment for their knee and a hip gets missed altogether. So it's really important for us to understand, okay, if this joint hurts, we got to screen the neighboring joints. So that's what I have for you in the rehab corner. Um, that is a very, that's interesting. Um, cause like in my practice that we have, we don't, um, see a lot of kids I try really hard not <laughs> because they're so difficult because you can't give them certain medications that you would give most patients that come see me that are older because yep. they're not fully developed they don't their kidneys are not completely developed their liver is not completely developed I can cause them to have more problems giving them like ibuprofen which for an adult won't touch an adult at all unless they have like blood pressure or kidney issues um so most, a lot of kids, young adults come in and they're saying, oh, my knees hurt. My knees hurt. I mm -hmm. do an x-ray on them completely normal. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't have an explanation for you. The MRI and x-rays are saying everything's fine. Let's do some physical therapy. And that's usually what we do. But yeah. it could be, it could be growing pains, like they always say, or it could be something with their hip. Yeah. So I'll tell you that um, it, it presents just like hip impingement. So usually the chronic, uh, so the hallmark uh, sign of hip impingement is loss of hip flexion and hip internal rotation. So that, you know, it means like pain when squatting and it's always pain in the front of the hip, like a pinching pain in the front of the hip. That should set off an alarm bell. Okay, this might be some sort of hip impingement. Check the hip flexion, check the internal rotation. If those are painful or missing, that's a good indication that uh, it's a hip problem, not a knee problem keep that in mind. I have this little boy that I'm going to see. He's only like 11, 10 or 11. He's so young, but I think his is totally different. I think his is more of a muscle strain than anything because it's more in his IT band and then his um, hamstring more so than, yeah. but it goes down to his knee. Yes, so that's yeah, what well, like. IT band will definitely affect me as well. So that's, if it's lateral, it's not with impingement. If, has to be kind of in the front and top of the hip. Yeah. Uh, I should also mention that uh, boys are two to three times more affected by this than uh, females. And and females. I'm guessing it's just pure weight. They're just heavier. Yeah. And possibly activity, because this little boy is like in competitive baseball. He plays baseball for school, then he plays baseball outside of school. He's like very competitive. Families very near travel almost every weekend. So that could have something to do with it as well. Could be, definitely. Well, so well, that's what we have. Are you ready to pop up with a bottle? First oh, one of the year? You know I am. Even though I'm supposed to be detoxing, I'll drink a couple of glasses with you tonight. All right, sounds good. Let's do it.
All right. What are we drinking, Brie? So, because I am on a liquor kick, I have this whiskey called Peanutty Whiskey. It's peanut butter whiskey. So I was debating which one tastes better, Screwball or this one. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, it's very comparable. This one's bottled in Kentucky. Um, same alcohol proof, 70 proof, but this one's cheaper than Screwball. So that's why I picked it up. It's like $15, $20 at total wine. I've heard it's pretty good. I haven't tried it. I, the Peanutty? I'm, yeah. I'm a little yeah. skeptical, but I've heard it's pretty good. Don't be skeptical. <laughs> I usually don't like flavored anything. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm drinking an organic wine called Dove Hunt Dog by Scout and Cellar Wines. So full disclosure, I am now repping um, this wine, this company called Scout and Cellar. They do all organic stuff. Uh, and there's a reason behind it. Yeah, I haven't told you this yet. So as you know, I kind of had like a wheeze and a cough for the past year. And I thought, thought it was COVID. It wasn't COVID. I tried to make it COVID so many times. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> I tested six times all night. Anyways, um, I made some dietary changes, uh, which definitely helped. But then I switched from regular wine to like organic. And it's completely gone now. My wheezing and coughing is completely gone. So I can't say for sure that's what, what it is. You know, maybe it's something to do with dietary changes too, but I'm going with it. Besides, it tastes delicious anyways. Nice. Did yep. not know that. So that's really cool. And I'm drinking a rosé, which, you know, I'm kind of inspired by you. I love rosé, so that's amazing. <laughs> cool. So shall we do some questions? I'm ready for the questions. All right. Let me pull them up. Do you have any for me? Uh, no, I thought you were going to do them this week. Yeah, I got it. I found the good news of the week. All right. Well, you want to do the good news first? I got the questions right here. We'll do the questions first, and then we'll do the good news. All right. What is the maximum number of times a single page of a newspaper can be folded in half by hand? One. You got it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you're good at these you're always so good at these either that or we've done them over and over oh i hadn't done that one yet because yeah. i was thinking i was like well you can fold it in half and then you can fold that half into a half but then that would be folded twice yeah so then in quarters eighth etc cetera, etc cetera. yes exactly right you're too smart yeah boy. very good okay on a sunday morning the oldest girl in the family was murdered the father was reading the paper the mother was in the kitchen cooking breakfast and the girl's brother was playing video games. Uncle George was visiting and was out getting the mail. Who murdered the girl? Say that one more time. Sure. Okay. It's Sunday morning. The oldest girl in the family was murdered. The father was reading the paper. The mother was cooking breakfast. The brother was playing video games. And Uncle George was visiting and was out getting the mail. Who murdered the girl? Tell me if you need a clue. Um, I'm trying to think. Did you read that right? Yeah. Okay. You said the oldest girl on Sunday, mm -hmm. the oldest girl was murdered. And in the, that, what you just said, you probably said the, the biggest clue. Because I was like, I guess Sunday did it. No. You're kind of, kind of close. I think Sunday is important to note. The oldest girl was murdered. Read it one more time. Just that first part. On a Sunday morning, 
the oldest girl in the family was murdered. Let me go. I'll do the whole thing if you want. The father was reading the paper. The mother was in the kitchen cooking breakfast. The girl's brother was playing video games. Uncle George was visiting and was out getting the mail. And then the rest of it says, who murdered mm-hmm. the oldest girl? Yes. I don't know. I guess she she killed herself? No. When I read it, I was like, it's got to be the uncle, right? It's always the uncle. <laughs> who was it? <laughs> it was the uncle, but not because of that <laughs> rationale. Okay, so what day was it? Sunday. Okay, what was Uncle George doing? Getting the mail. Does the mail come on Sundays? Amazon. I know. You know, I actually had this thought. I was like, you know what? This almost doesn't even work anymore. That's an old one. I was like, I still get mail <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, it's dated. It's dated. But that's what it was. Uncle George, because it was a Sunday and mail is not delivered on Sunday. So he has a bad alibi. Uncle George did it. Okay. Yeah, so is the uncle. Always. Okay. Question. If you divide 30 by half, add 10, what do you get? If you divide 30 by half and add 10, what do you get? You're not going to like this one. I can tell already. No, because I don't like math. If you divide 30 by half, so I'm dividing it by 0. 0.5. Uh-huh. I need my calculator. You're, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much got it. That, that's what you, this, everyone's going to want to try to divide it by two. Like by two, no. 0. 0.5. That- so, yeah. It's 70. I'm not going to make you do the math. You got it right. Good job, okay. Bree. Two out of three. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. That makes me excited. I was like, my brain, maybe that detox is working. Yeah, brain's still working. All right, what do you got? You got some good news for me? I do have some good news for you. I'm trying to figure out, there's a couple of good stories that have been going on lately, and I'm trying to figure out which one I would like to share with you guys. Um, so there's so much craziness in this world. I love this segment of our podcast because it gives us time to like realize that everything's not bad in the world. You know, <laughs> like yes. there are good people still out there. There are times I just have to shut down the news altogether because it's just so much doom and gloom. It's very depressing. So brighten it up for us, Bree. Bring it home. Um, oh, this is one I saw. It was on CBS News. So remember the Jeopardy game show host, Alex Trebek? Uh-huh. He unfortunately died, I think, last year of, from pancreatic cancer. Uh-huh. But, you know, all his suits that he ever wore on Jeopardy, they were donated to an organization helping underserved Americans get back on their feet. That's pretty cool. So if they are trying to go for job interviews, so it's called, um, this is from CBS.com. So it's called the Doe Fund. It's an organization that provides paid work, housing, vocational training, continuing education, and comprehensive social service to underserved Americans with histories of addiction, homelessness, or incarceration. Um, The donation included 14 suits, 300 neckties, 15 belts, 58 dress shirts, 25 polo shirts, 14 sweaters, nine pairs of dress shoes, nine sports coats, two parkas, and three pairs of dress slacks. The clothing will be given out to the participating and nonprofit well-known reentry program, ready, willing, and able to be worn during job interviews. Um, during his last days on sex, 
Alex, um, extol the virtues of everyone opening up their hands and their hearts to those who are suffering. The show executive producer says in the release, donating his wardrobe to those who are working to rebuild their lives is the perfect way to begin to honor that late, that last request. So I thought that was really cool. I saw that. I can't remember who I saw at first, but it's again, it's on CBS News. Um, it was like published like three days ago, which would have been like the... Um, what, 15, 14, 13, 12, if anybody else wants to read more and or even donate to the organization to help um, underprivileged Americans so people can try to start getting back on their feet and, you know, help themselves out. Like, I love that. I will help you if you're willing to help yourself. That's pretty awesome. Wait a minute. How many ties was it? It was in the 300s. What? How many ties did he donate? 300, yeah. That's almost one for every day of the year. That's awesome. Uh, I guess you're on TV. That's what you got to do. Makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations on the um, sponsorship. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for you to try some of these wines. I'm going to, we'll have to have you and Michael over for a little wine tasting. See what you think. We're always game for a wine tasting. All right. Maybe we'll do a little brunch wine tasting. I know you're always down for brunch, too. (laughs) I love food. (laughs) Oh, speaking of food, we need to talk about um, new places to eat. Okay, you go first. I got a couple recommendations. I haven't been there yet, but I'm excited to check them out. Well, you can only say one because we need to have one for next week, too. So ours is like this little, um, if you're not from Naples, I'm sure there's one everywhere in the world, but it's called Hibachi of Japan. Oh, yeah, I know that one. And we have fallen in love with it recently because it's so easy to order from them, pick it up and bring it back home. And we feel like we have really good, authentic hibachis or they even have sushi that we eat sometimes. Yeah, we've ordered from there a ton of times. They're always consistent and moderately priced. Yeah. There's there's like two or three three of them. Pricing is amazing for what you get. Yeah. Okay, I got a, a recommendation from a patient. I haven't been there yet. It looks super cool. It's called Alexander's. Have you heard of it? No, where is that? It's on 41, uh, kind of close to downtown. Um, I think it's just south of uh, the yard house, like maybe a block or something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's got like a nice backyard, like courtyard thing with umbrellas and lights in the trees. It looks really like a, like a nice atmosphere type of place, which is what I kind of care about most. That sounds very cute. Yeah. It's got straight lights. I love it. <laughs> I love anything outside and pretty. I know. Sometimes I feel well, like during it's the not winter time, here. time is too hot and there's too many bugs. That's the one thing about Naples. I wish there was more places on the water. There's like a handful of places. So. So, well, next week, I know I'm going to continue my segment on um, thyroid diseases um, so if y'all have any questions or if there's certain information that you specifically would like me to cover about the thyroid, please send us a DM on our Instagram page, which is underscore poppin underscore bottles, or you can um, email us. We have an email address. Um, it's poppinbottles239 at gmail.com, or you can go to Chris's website and send him a message as well. Perfect. And give us that website, Chris. 
Uh, well, there's a couple. Probably the easiest one is dynamic-physio.com. That's the one. There you go. I'm so excited to be back with you guys. We are going to try to like change things up a little bit, but yet keep us the same. We really like this flow that we have going on right now. I love giving y'all good news. If there's anything or anyone you want to recognize, please give us a shout out. Um, and then Chris, is there anything you want to add? Yes. I want to give a shout out to, I don't know the woman's name, but she's in Canada somewhere. She heard our episode with Holly talking about hip impingement and reached out to Holly, hit her up on Instagram, gave her all kinds of great info. So I just want to tell you, whoever you are, that Holly was very appreciative of that. So thank you. And thanks for listening. We love our listeners. We love our viewers. Um, tell me if you want to see anything else. I would love to get advice. And, and Brie, otherwise, you, we will see y'all next week. Well, wait, so you're going to do one with uh, iron deficiency, right? No. I oh. said thyroid. But I thought you were going to do something with thyroid and iodine. iodine. Oh, iodine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I have one on iron deficiency and weight loss. I think you'll like. So well, we can up. do... I can do that later on. Okay. But I'm always up for suggestions. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll be talking about some more hip and pinch stuff next week. So stay tuned. Uh, other than that, I think it's time to wrap it up. What do you say? I think so too. I'm going to finish this whiskey and go on home. All right. This is DJ Dr. Chris. And is your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye guys.